Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse on the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also at that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up where you can sign up to receive an excellent daily email that includes both the text reading as well as the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This calls Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we begin a new chapter, chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship. We're also mindful of our lesson today, lesson 244. I am in danger nowhere in the world. And by way of opening this morning, of course, my mind and heart went straight to this poem that I just love. It's in the book 40 Prayers from Pure Elias Amidon. The poem is called This Nest of Nearness. An old friend of yours told me that my heart is like a bird in the world of desire flying in the air of seeking until it lands in the nest of nearness to you. I fold my wings. The nest is lined with the soft down of silence held in the infinite tree of your presence. I didn't know it would be like this. Where I come from, people are lonely. They hurry past your beauty, fearing death. I used to be like them, afraid of heights until you gave my heart these wings. Now I don't ask to be comforted. That would keep me scared and needy. Now there is no edge to the peace of my happiness and yours. I am in danger nowhere in the world. Amen. Amen. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Love that. Yeah. What an invitation to the presence, huh? Thank you, my friends. Here's. Oh, you're so welcome. I just love that poem. Here's our reading list this morning, you guys. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Jennifer, Robin Marie, Karen, and Jessica. We're joined in listening this morning by Ida, and I wonder who else has come along. Would like to say good morning or be on the reading list. I'm, I've come to uh, be listening. Thank you for that beautiful morning, call. Judy. Good morning, oh, everyone. Of course. Anyone else? Okay. Well. Welcome all. So here we go in our new chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship. Introduction. Take pity on yourselves, so long enslaved. Rejoice, whom God hath joined, have come together, and need no longer look on sin apart. No two can look on sin together, for they could never see it in the same place and time. 
That is a strictly individual perception, seen in the other, yet believed by each to be within himself. And each one seems to make a different error, and one the other cannot understand. Brothers, it is the same, made by the same, and forgiven for its maker in the same way. Lemoyne. Chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship. Section 1, Introduction. Take pity on yourselves, so long enslaved. Rejoice whom God hath joined have come together and need no longer look on sin apart. No two can look on sin together, for they could never see it in the same place and time. Sin is a strictly individual perception, seen in the other, yet believed by each to be within himself. And each one seems to make a different error, and one the other cannot understand. Brothers, it is the same, made by the same, forgiven for its maker in the same way. The holiness of your relationship <laughs> start again. The holiness of your relationship forgives you both, undoing the effects of what you both believed and saw. And with their going is the need for sin gone with them. Who has need for sin? Only the lonely and alone who see their brothers different from themselves. It is this difference, seen but not real, that makes the need for sin, not real but seen, seem justified. And all this would be real if sin were so. For an unholy relationship is based on differences where each one thinks the other has what he has not. They come together, each to complete himself and rob the other. They stay until they think there's nothing left to steal and then move on. And so they wander through a world of strangers, unlike themselves, living with their bodies perhaps under a common roof that shelters neither, in the same room and yet a world apart. Thank you, LeMoyne. And Fran. Two, the holiness of your relationship forgives you both, undoing the effects of what you both believed and saw. And with their going is the need for sin gone with them. Who has need for sin? Only the lonely and alone who see their brothers different from themselves. It is this difference, seen but not real, that makes the need for sin, not real but seen, seem justified. And all this would be real if sin were so. For an unholy relationship is based on differences, where each one thinks the other has what he has not. They come together, each to complete himself and rob the other. They stay until they think there's nothing left to steal and then move on. And so they wander through a world of strangers unlike themselves, 
living with their bodies, perhaps under a common roof that shelters neither, in the same room and yet a world apart. Three, a holy relationship starts from a different premise. Each one has looked within and seen no lack. Accepting his completion, he would extend it by joining with another, whole as himself. He sees no difference between these selves, for differences are only of the body. Therefore, he looks on nothing he would take. He denies not his own reality, because it is the truth. Just under heaven does he stand, but close enough not to return to earth. For this relationship has heaven's holiness. How far from home can a relationship so like to heaven be? Thank you, Fran. And Jennifer. A holy relationship starts from a different premise. Each one has looked within and seen no lack. Accepting his completion, he would extend it by joining with another, whole as himself. He sees no difference between these selves, for differences are only of the body. Therefore, he looks on nothing he would take. He denies not his own reality because it is the truth. Just under heaven does he stand, but close enough not to return to earth. For this relationship has heaven's holiness. How far from home can a relationship so like to heaven be? Think what a holy relationship can teach. <laughs> Here is belief in differences undone. Here is the faith in differences shifted to sameness. And here is sight of differences transformed to vision. And reason now can lead you to the logical conclusion of your union. It must extend as you extended when you joined. It must reach out beyond itself as you reached out beyond the body to let yourselves be joined. And now the sameness which you saw extends and finally removes all sense of differences so that the sameness that lies beneath them all becomes apparent. Here is the golden circle where you recognize the Son of God. For what is born into a holy relationship can never end. Thank you, Jennifer. And Robin Marie, if you'd like to do paragraph four, section title, and five, please. Four, think what a holy relationship can teach. Here is belief in differences undone. Here is the faith in differences shifted to sameness. And here is sight of differences transformed to vision. And reason now can lead you to the logical conclusion of your union. 
It must extend as you extended when you joined. It must reach out beyond itself as you reached out beyond the body to let yourselves to let yourselves be joined. And now the sameness which you saw extends and finally removes all sets of differences so that the sameness that lies beneath them all becomes apparent. Here is the golden circle where you recognize the Son of God for what is born into a holy relationship can never end. Uh, Chapter 22, Salvation and the Holy Relationship, Section 2, The Message of the Holy Relationship. 5. Let reason take another step. If you attack whom God would heal and hate the one he loves, then you and your creator have a different will. Yet, if you are his will, what you must then believe is that you are not yourself. You can indeed believe this, and you do, and you have faith in this, and see much evidence on its behalf. And where you wonder, does your strange uneasiness, your sense of being disconnected, and your haunting fear of lack of meaning in yourself arise, it is as though you wandered in without a plan of any kind, except to wander off, for only that seems certain. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Karen. Chapter 22, Salvation and Holy Relationship. Section 2, The Mess. Paragraph. Let reason take. If. I'm sorry. That in my notes. If you attack whom God would heal and hate the one he loves, then you and your creator have a different will. Yet, if you are his will, what you must then believe is that you are not yourself. You can indeed believe this, and you do. And you have faith in me, and see much evidence on its behalf. And where you wander, and where you wonder Does your strange uneasiness, your sense of being disconnected, and your haunting fear of lack of meaning in yourself arise? It is as though you wandered in without a plan of any kind, except to wander wander off, for only that seems certain. Six, yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. And yet this strange idea, which it does accurately describe, you think is you. Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes which are not yours must make no sense to you. To whom would vision such as this send back its messages? Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes which look upon the world, If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand. 
The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. But what it says, you cannot understand. Yet you have listened to it, and long and hard, you tried to understand its messages. You did not realize it is impossible to understand or fails entirely to reach you. Thank you, Karen. And Jessica. Thanks, Lori. Thanks. Yet, we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. And yet, this strange idea, which it does accurately describe, you think is you. Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes which are not yours must make no sense to you. To whom would vision such as this send back its images? Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes which look upon the world. If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. This you would understand. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part, but what it says you cannot understand. Yet you have listened to it, and long and hard you tried to understand its messages. (laughs) You did not realize it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. Seven, you have received no messages at all you understand, for you have listened to what can never communicate at all. Think then what happened. Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, this, quote, something else, which you have made to be yourself, became your sight. Yet it must be the something else which sees and as not you, explains its sight to you. Your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. Yet if your eyes are closed and you have called upon this thing to lead you, asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen nor to suspect that what it tells you is not true. Reason would tell you it cannot be true because you do not understand it. God has no secrets. He does not lead you through a world of misery, waiting to tell you at the journey's end why he did this to you. Thank you, Jessica. And would we have a new reader for 7 and 8? All right, back to you, Lemoyne. You have received no messages at all, you understand. For you have listened to what can never communicate at all. 
Think then what happened. Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, this, quote, something else which you have made to be yourself became your sight. Yet it must be the, quote, something else which sees and as not you explains its sight to you. Your vision, your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. Yet if your eyes are closed and you have called this, called upon this thing to lead you, asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen nor to suspect that what it tells you is not true. Reason would tell you it cannot be true because you do not understand it. God has no secrets. He does not lead you through a world of misery waiting to tell you at the journey's end why he did this to you. What could be secret from God's will? Yet you believe that you have secrets. What could your secrets be except another will that is your own apart from his? Reason would tell you that this is no secret that need be hidden as a sin, but a mistake indeed. Let not your fear of sin protect it from correction, for the attraction of guilt is only fear. Here is the one emotion that you made, whatever it may seem to be. This is the emotion of secrecy, of private thoughts, and of the body. This is the one emotion that opposes love and always leads to sight of differences and loss of sameness. Here is the one emotion that keeps you blind, dependent on the self you think you made, to lead you through the world it made for you. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran. Eight. What could be secret from God's will? Yet you believe that you have secrets. What could your secrets be except another will that is your own, apart from his? Reason would tell you that this is no secret that need be hidden as a sin, but a mistake indeed. Let not your fear of sin protect it from corruption, for the attraction of guilt is only fear. Here is the one emotion that you made, whatever it may seem to be. This is the emotion of secrecy, of private thoughts, and of the body. This is the one emotion that opposes love and always leads to sight of differences and loss of sameness. Here is the one emotion that keeps you blind, dependent on the self you think you made to lead you through the world it made for you. Nine, your sight was given you along with everything that you can understand. You will perceive no difficulty in understanding what this vision tells you for everyone sees only what he thinks he is. And what your sight would show you, you will understand because it is the truth. Only your vision can convey to you what you you can see. It reaches you directly without a need to be interpreted to you. 
What needs interpretation must be alien, nor will it ever be made understandable by an interpreter you cannot understand. Thank you, Fran. Jennifer. Your sight was given you, along with everything that you can understand. You will perceive no difficulty understanding what this vision tells you. For everyone sees only what he thinks he is. And what your sight would show you, you will understand because it is the truth. Only your vision can convey to you what you can see. It reaches you directly without a need to be interpreted to you. What needs interpretation must be alien, nor will it ever be made understandable by an interpreter you cannot understand. 10. Of all the messages you have received and failed to understand, this course alone is open to your understanding and can be understood. This is your language. This is our language. You do not understand it yet, only because your whole communication is like a baby's. The sounds a baby makes and what he hears are highly unreliable meaning different things to him at different times. Neither the sounds he hears nor sights he sees are stable yet. But what he hears is and, and does not understand will be his native tongue. Oh, wow. Through which he will communicate with those around him and they with him and the strange shifting ones he sees about him will become to him his comforters. <laughs> and he will recognize his home and see them there with him. Thank you, Jennifer. And Robin Marie. And... <clears throat> Of all the messages you have received and failed to understand, this course alone is open to your understanding and can be understood. This is your language. You do not understand it yet, only because your whole communication is like a baby's. The sounds a baby makes and what he hears are highly unreliable meaning different things to him at different times. Neither the sounds he hears nor sights he sees are stable yet, but what he hears and does not understand will be his native tongue, through which he will communicate with those around him and they with him. And the strange, shifting ones he sees about him will become to him his comforters, and he will recognize his home and see them there with him. 11. 
So in each holy relationship is the ability to communicate instead of separate, reborn, yet a holy relationship so recently reborn itself from an unholy relationship and yet more ancient than the old illusion that it has replaced is like a baby now in its rebirth. Yet in this infant is your vision returned to you, and he will speak the language both of you can understand. He is not nurtured by the, quote, something else, unquote, you thought was you. He was not given there, nor was received by anything except yourself. For no two people can unite except through Christ, whose vision sees them one. Thank you, Robin Marie and Karen. Eleven. So in each holy relationship is the ability to communicate instead of separate, reborn. Yet a holy relationship, though recently reborn itself, from an unholy relationship, and yet more ancient than the old illusion that it has replaced, is like a baby now in its rebirth. Yet in this infant is your vision returned to you, and he will speak the language both of you can understand. He is not nurtured by the quote-unquote something else you thought was you. He was not given there, nor was received by anything except yourself. For no two people can unite except through Christ, whose vision sees them one. Well, think what is given you, my holy brothers. This child will teach you what you do not understand and make it plain. For his will be no more, excuse me, for his will be no alien tongue. He will need no interpreter to you, for it was you who taught him what he knows because you knew it. He could not come to anyone but you, never to quote-unquote something else. Where Christ has entered, no one is alone, for never could he find a home in separate ones. Yet must he be reborn into his ancient home, so seeming new and yet as old as he, a tiny newcomer, dependent on the holiness of your relationship to let him live. Thank you, Karen. And Jessica. Well, Think what is given you, my holy brothers. This child will teach you what you do not understand and make it plain. For his will be no alien tongue. He will need no interpreter to you. For it was you who taught him what he knows, because you knew it. He could not come to anyone but you, never to quote something. 
Where Christ has entered, no one is alone, for never could he find a home in separate ones. Yet must he be reborn into his ancient home, so seeming new and yet as old as he, a tiny newcomer, dependent on the holiness of your relationship to let him live. 13. Be certain God did not entrust his son to the unworthy. Nothing but what is part of him is worthy of being joined. Nor is it possible that anything not part of him can join. Communication must have been restored to those that join. For this they could not do through bodies. What then has joined them? Reason will tell you that they must have seen each other through a vision not of the body and communicated in a language the body does not speak. Nor could it be a fearful sight or sound that drew them gently into one. Rather, in each, the other saw a perfect shelter where his true self could be reborn in safety and in peace. Such did his reason tell him. Such he believed because it was the truth. Thank you, Jessica. And will we have a new reader for 13 and 14? This is Sandra. I can read. Thanks, Sandra. I can read after Sandra, too, Lori. Thank you. Okie dokie. Thanks. Yeah, I'm waiting for a car to pick me up. So if it comes and I'm reading, um, you could take over right away, Jude, if you want. Okay, 13. Be certain God did not entrust his son to the unworthy. Nothing but what is part of him is worthy of being joined. Nor is it possible that anything not part of him can join. Communication must have been restored to those that join. For this they could not do through bodies. What then has joined them? Reason will tell you that they must have seen each other through the vision not of the body and communicated in a language the body does not speak. Nor could it be a fearful sight or sound that drew them gently into one. Rather, in each the other saw a perfect shelter where his true self could be reborn in safety and in peace. Such did his reason tell him. Such he believed because it was the truth. 14. Here is the first direct perception that you have made. You made it through awareness older than perception and yet reborn in just an instant. For what is time to what ha- for what is time to what was always so? Think what that instant brought, the recognition that the something else you thought was you is an illusion. And truth came instantly to show you where your true self must be. It is denial of illusions that calls on truth for To deny illusions is to recognize that fear is meaningless. Into the holy home where fear is powerless, love 
enters thankfully, grateful that it is one with you who joined to let it enter. Thank you, Sandra. And Judy. Thank you, Sandra. Lori, 14. Here is the first direct perception that you have made. You made it through awareness older than perception and yet reborn in just an instant. For what is time to what was always so? Think what that instant brought. The recognition that the something else you thought was you is an illusion. And truth came instantly to show you where your true self must be. It is denial of illusions that call on truth. For to deny illusions is to recognize that fear is meaningless. Into the holy home where fear is powerless, love enters thankfully, grateful that it is one with you who joined to let it enter. 15. Christ comes to what is like himself, the same, not different, for he is always drawn unto himself. What is as like him as a holy relationship? And what draws you together draws him to you. Here are his sweetness and his gentle innocence protected from attack. And here can he return in confidence. For faith in one another is always faith in him. You are indeed correct in looking on each other as his chosen home. For here you will with him and with his father. This is our father's will for us and ours with his. And who is drawn to Christ is drawn to God as surely as both are drawn to every holy re- every holy relationship. The home prepared for us as earth is returned to heaven. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. And is there a new reader then that would like to complete today with 15? Another it's new reader with 15? Thank you, Harris. I can do. Christ comes to what is like himself the same not different, for he, capital H, is always drawn unto himself. What is as like him as a holy relationship? And what draws you together draws him to you. Here are his sweetness 
and his gentle and innocent protected from attack. And here can he return in confidence for faith in one another is always faith in him. You are indeed correct in looking on each other as his chosen home. For here you will with him and with his father. This is your father's will for you and yours with his. And who is drawn to Christ is drawn to God. As surely as both are drawn to every holy relationship, the home prepared for them as earth is turned to heaven. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, everyone who read this morning. Such investment of spirit. Very beautiful. And now to um, underscore the essence of this gift, we'll look at today's lesson as Fran leads us. Thank you, Fran. Oh, thank you, Laurie. Hi, everybody. In the second part of the workbook, the theme we're on is What is the World? And today's lesson is Lesson 244. I am in danger nowhere in the world. So I shall read some from What is the World? And then we will go to our lesson and do our five-minute practice. Okay, what is the world? The world is false perception. It is born of error and has not left its source. The world was made as an attack on God. It symbolizes fear. And what is fear except love's absence? Thus the world was meant to be a place where God could enter not and where his son could be apart from him. Here was perception born, for knowledge could not cause such insane thoughts. But eyes deceive and ears hear falsely. Now mistakes become quite possible for certainty has gone. The mechanisms of illusion have been born instead. As sight was made to lead away from truth, it can be redirected. Sounds become the call of God, and all perception can be given a new purpose by the one whom God appointed Savior to the world. Let us not rest content until the world has joined our changed perception let us not be satisfied until forgiveness has been made complete. And let us not attempt to change our function. We must save the world. Now we'll go over to our lesson. Lesson 244. I am in danger nowhere in the world. Your son is safe wherever he may be, for you are there with him. He need but call upon your name, and he will recollect his safety and your love, for they are one. 
How can he fear or doubt or fail to know he cannot suffer, be in danger, or experience unhappiness when he belongs to you, beloved and loving, in the safety of your fatherly embrace? And there we are in truth. No storms can come into the hallowed haven of our home. In God are we secure. For what can come to threaten God himself or make afraid what will forever be a part of him? Now we'll do our five-minute practice. Lesson 244, I am in danger nowhere in the world.
Lesson 244, I am in danger nowhere in the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fran. John, thank you, Fran. Thank Thank you, you, Fran. Fran. Thank thank you, Fran. This is Harris and Fran. You do such a great job. We look forward to you sharing. Am I in danger as a body? And the inevitable answer to that is yes. If I see myself as a body, if I believe I'm a body, there is no question that the body is in danger in this world. But if I'm not a body, if this world is an illusion, and if I am as God created me in his likeness and image, if I am his son, sharing all of his attributes, which includes invulnerability, fearlessness, then I am in danger nowhere in the world. I can walk this world as Jesus did, invulnerable, inviolate, not being concerned or afraid of anything that may happen in the world. I won't drown. I won't starve because I am not what can drown. I am not what can be starved. There has to be a shift in order to know that what this lesson is telling me is true. I really have to shift from the belief that I'm a body, that I'm living in this world. Because there is no question that the world I see with my physical eyes It's a dangerous world to the body. Even living in your own house can be dangerous. 
lightning can strike at any time. A strong wind can blow the house away. I get in my car and drive and a fatal accident can happen at any moment. So as a body, I can't deny that I am in danger as a body in this world of form. But if I accept what the Course is trying to teach me, there is no world. I am not a body. I am in danger nowhere in this world. Doesn't matter what the world throws at me. War attack of any kind. This lesson is so reassuring. But it requires me to accept my invulnerability as God's son. It's a very important theme in the course. Because if I accept the other thought system, the ego's thought system, I am always in danger. The ego began with the thought of vulnerability. I attack God and inevitably he's going to attack me in return. I gave rise to a body that is vulnerability in projected form. But when I no longer identify with the ego star system, then I will share in the invulnerability as the Son of God created as one with Him. If God is invulnerable, then so am I. I'm merely an extension of God. I am a thought of God. God is invulnerable. When I accept that, I can walk the world fearlessly. I'm complete. Wow, that was great. Thank you so much, Harrison. Love that. I said it all.
Thank you, Harrison. Right to the point. Morning, this is Sandra, and I so appreciated your share, Harrison, because you said when you accept it, and that's, that's the thing. It's just like I don't always accept it and I don't always believe it, but it is the truth, and it has to override my feelings because my feelings will be telling me something else. Because I will feel fear, and I will feel anger, and I will, I will feel resentment. That's just part of being alive and human on this, in this dimension that we're living in. But they're not telling me the truth necessarily. That's the thing. They're feelings, and what they are telling me is, am I aligned with the truth, or am I aligned with a lie? So I can experience those feelings, but I can still assert that there's nothing to fear. I can still assert that my mind holds only what I think with God, even when I'm thinking something else. I can, I can let that rule, rule me, and rule my decision to be joyous and free. I'm complete. Well, thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you for your honesty, Sandra. Thank you. Great step. This is... um, Go ahead, Lori. I'm listening. I, I was just going to say that I love the use of the word assert. Um recognizing that I'm not my feelings, I'm something greater. So thank you for that, Sandra. That was all, Jude. Come here. Wow. I wish we could spend the day talking about this portion of the text and the lesson it's um i think we're we really break with the ego as a false identity of ourselves and um stop listening to the messages um that we see and receive through our bodies through the false identification with our bodies the text really makes this clear how we're trying to communicate language that by its nature, naming and defining and um, personal moment-to-moment interpretations that um, cannot communicate with one another, that actually prevent communication Mm -hmm. with each other. I particularly love the the line that that said we can... um, we we've joined and come together and can no longer look on sin apart because we can never see it in the same place at the same time. If we're all looking through our own individual body's eyes, 
We're never seeing anything exactly at the same time. And that's why our innocence is, is, an, is, is the immediacy of salvation and the holy relationship is very, becomes very clear to me, that I am at home in the mind of God. That's where I'm at home. And this being in the world, in the body, is an alien experience to where, I'm, to where I come from, from a place of perfection and unity and completeness and fulfilledness and into a place where everything is disconnected and, um, and disjoined and separate and apart and um, how I think I'm in danger here because it's a feeling of fear. Being disjoined or disconnected or feeling apart is being afraid. I mean, that's, that's really obvious and easy for me to understand. And um, I, just, I just love this. Um, coming home to being at one with my source and resting in peace and relaxing in the loving embrace of the perfect protection and comfort and safety. I am safe in love. I have to identify with what makes me feel safe, the loving embrace of God's love itself. I mean, just it just makes me feel so good to even say that out loud. And um, it's too much talking from Jude. But I love paragraph six and seven, where um, it describes the difference in um, how Jude perceives from her separateness, and then takes on that perception, personal perception, as her version of reality, which is unreal and not true, and then is even made more afraid in her isolation of her interpretation. Of being alone, <laughs> it's really a screw job. <laughs> um, but that I've listened to what can never communicate at all, and think then what happened, denying what I am, and firm in faith that I am something else. This something else, which I think I have made to be myself, became what I look through. But it must be the something else which sees and not as me, and then tries to explain and interpret its sight to me. You know, I, I sat and contemplated this for a long time before the deep comprehension of what this paragraph is saying to me actually means to my understanding of my true self. And I'll finish with this, that I have to let that go and rest in the safe embrace of where I truly, capital truly am, capital truly, capital am, at capital home in God's mind and in God's love in order to have a new experience of the holy, capital holy, capital relationship of who I am in truth. I have to experience that and know that, knowingly be that, for 
my capital self to become my new experience. It's not new. It's ageless and ancient, but it's um, something that I've forgotten because I've, I've, I've learned from the world to think I am something other than my true self. I am not other than anything or anybody. I am one self in my true holy relationship. This is just wonderful to me. I'm complete. I love you guys. Thank you for bringing us all together. Lemoyne and Lori, I truly honor your devotion. And Fran, too, I love you. I am complete. Oh, thank you, Judy. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. It was beautiful. This is Jennifer. Um, I loved when um, Harrison was talking about invulnerability. And I'm going to ponder more about that. Um, but that was really key. Um, I, I am invulnerable. And, and when am I invulnerable? It's, it's when I, you know, as I'm going through my day, I, I sense I'm fearing something, which is the human condition. Um, and then I just laugh. There's a part of me that's smiling and says, do it anyway whatever it is I'm afraid of, um, feel it anyways, and uh, let it go. Um, and I was really touched um, in the first part, introduction. I think it was paragraph two, the holiness of a relationship forgives you both. Man, I've just, I've had a, um, a sorry about that. A um, <clears throat> a friendship that um, in the past where I've seen differences, and uh, I, I really love this person. This person really loves me as well. But me seeing me uh, uh, making comparisons and and based on fear has left me in an unholy. A relationship um, and I uh, wow just really taking it back I I uh, I want to shift this my perception on this and also um, forgive myself and 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 also that person's um, looking at me as you know there's differences as well uh, so, in action, I'm invulnerable uh, in present time, and I I'm just gonna sum total this that I'm I'm just gonna let this go in each moment moving forward. And I think when I feel fear in this relationship or with anybody I'm relating with, um, the action is that if I feel fear, it means something's not right. 
and um, not from a place of judgment, but that I have forgotten maybe my invulnerability, <clears throat> my connection to the Christ within. And then I'm just going to allow myself to kind of laugh or smile, even if I'm still feeling the fear. It could be a form of rage, um, want to cry, uh, feeling less, whatever it is. But I'm just going to smile because the Christ within me is so, so here now. I'm awake today and yesterday and the day before. And I've been awake this last few weeks, um, coming in and out. But I've been given a a gift of some time um, to be home and and go through things and and be with myself and, um, and have this communion um, with you all. Anyways, I just, uh, invulnerability, Harrison, great pointer, friend. Oh, my goodness. And we all are. You, we are all in, invulnerable, um, whether you're aware of it or not. And I just uh, extend my love to each of you um, wholeheartedly that um, this sister is focusing on that, <clears throat> that um, in a state of any fear throughout the day today, there is a soft smile on my face because my grounding is in, in the truth, which brings me vision. I'm complete. That's beautiful, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you so much. Beautiful, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Thank you. interesting right now I'm feeling so many sensations of fear but I don't have to give that any meaning or any power it's just like putting your hand over the fire it feels hot no big deal it's just sensation of the body um this reading was beautiful and um yesterday we were talking about unlearning, unlearning the ego. And this morning early when I meditated, I felt like I went very, very deep to a place where I looked at all these beliefs that I learned when I was a child about danger. And I looked at them, but I also felt them, some of them I could feel. Like I could feel the emotional trauma in a few of those things. And it's like looking at the illusion and letting it go. One was a really big one, a really big one, you know. I, um, 
I experienced uh, sexual abuse trauma as a child. And the child mind thought I belonged to the devil. And then years later, I had uh, done a lot of spiritual work, and then I met this bodywork person. And this bodywork person opened up that whole trauma that I had never touched in terms of healing. And with that, all these somatic memories came up. And I felt like he was the incarnation of the devil because at that time, I mean, I was completely confused. <laughs> and today I can look at the image of him, which for 30 years has given me such a heart, you know, it's really made me feel like I'm, you know, in battle with something dark. And today I could just look at it and feel my love and feel my holiness and let my true self shine. I don't have to push it away. I don't have to defend against it. I don't have to fight it. Um, I just let love to pass through it. And however the Holy Spirit wants to completely release it as a thought form, something I gave a lot of power and energy to, you know, an elemental that I put a lot of belief in, which is why it sometimes still emerges, um, I give that over to God because that's a layer of healing that is only the Holy Spirit's job. I mean, I can't interpret how to how to uh, how to do stuff like that. It's not my job. My job is to stay in the holiness, stay in the alignment. And if I perceive the falsehood, then I deny the illusions their power. That's all. And let God take care of the rest. Um, the the truth is the reality that we share. And the private world that sees all these differences, why I'm different, why I'm special, what my history was, Reverend Pam said, don't cherish the illusions. I will not cherish the illusions. I offer them into the love, the truth of what we are, and I'm done. That's all I have to do. Let me stay on my beam. And if fear presents, then that's okay. I don't have to fight it. It's just I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to take care of it, not me. Um, what else I would say? Danger. Yeah, danger. What was dangerous? You know, the whole the whole scene that led me into this deep place today was how dangerous my world felt when I was a little child, you know. Little child first step is like, there's a devil, you know. You have to blow out the devil. Then you go to church and they teach you that you have original sin, that you're a sinner, and they and they tell you to look at your sins and confess your sins every day, you know, every Friday. And it's just like all of these things is a deconstruction of the ego's belief system, you know. But I feel like it's more than just, intellectually saying I am a holy child of God, it feels to me like right now my work is also to allow the Holy Spirit to show me what's stuck and, and offering that into the truth with awareness and recognition. And I, I felt the same themes in the reading today, of course. You know, reason will tell you the vision sees it this way, but the falsehood that you've been programmed with 
sees it this way. So look at the falsehood and let go of it. Anyway, I think that's enough. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thanks, Karen, with a powerful powerful chair. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. I love how you let the Holy Spirit just take um, your your uh, your fear. You just you feel it, and then you give it. You pass it on. That is so awesome. Great bridging. I love it. Yes, I, I, you know, I just I would like to couple um, a few ideas that, and noticing, you know, uh, along with here sin and and um, the last few shares about um, invulnerability and fear and the idea of danger um, and the idea of judgment uh, coming from the lesson yesterday um, and just in noticing my experiences yesterday and uh, coupled with um, things that I noticed that came up for my evaluation and my judgment and how things shocked me and caused me to feel threatened in, in cons- not inconsequential, they're consequential ways in my life. Financially, I got a, uh, an estimate for a car part that's $981. And I, I was like, wow, sticker shock, you know. And, a, and I thought, that's a threat, that's a judgment, that's an evaluation. Because it was so immediate and, and easily recognizable. And all the different ways um, that we have to to recognize how um, the body and the ego's um, idea of salvation is to be saved and protected in material ways. Um, you know that that removes us from the awareness of our already complete natural um, trust in our Creator, knowing our Creator as the one who created us in such a way that we cannot be threatened. But we've invested so much in the world, our beliefs in the world, and our beliefs in our body in the world, that the undoing of it has to be really sensitive. We have to all be sensitive to our own curriculum. And um, I love the way that you bring this forward, Karen, because it's the only way that I can save myself. I have to know what I've invested in the world as my ego's plan for my salvation in order to let go of my defending it, which is the defense of illusions, the defense of the fear, fear defending itself. And only illusions defend themselves because the truth of who I am needs no defense. That's my defenselessness. So um, I'm saying that out loud because I need to, because I'm, <laughs> I'm, looking, at, I'm looking at surgery, two different surgeries for hip replacement, cutting out a portion of my kidney, and I'm like, where do I go with this, this language, this miscommunication, and the insanity of trying to... To exist in the world at the same time as know the truth of who I am. 
So, ergo, there goes Jude, and I'll be quiet and listen. I love hearing all your voices. I am complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. That was great. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Hi, this is Yogi Chris, just here listening, remaining safe in God. Where are you? Well, hello. <laughs> Thank you, Yogi Chris. That's enough what you said. Thank you. Amen. There's one unmuted line. Okay, I'm taken taken to the teacher's manual in my mind where it speaks on trust, trusting God. I rest. I rest in God. Um, good place for my mind to be. Thank you. Lori, do you have this share? You know, I, I really do, Karen. Thank you very much for asking. A um, couple of things I, I think I wanted to talk about. When, um, when I first started delving into the Course in Miracles, I, I recognized that um, I think it's about Chapter 17, and he talks about it all the way through 17 through 22. It's a theme that runs through uh, this gift of holy relationship. And today, here in chapter 22, he says it straightforwardly and out loud. What is the message of the holy relationship? That each find in the other a place of safety where his self can be reborn. And, um, oh dear me, I, I could talk about miracles, uh, but every miracle is uh, a step in the direction of understanding how we are God's gifts to each other. And, and what I um, am coming away with today, most profoundly, is that the Course in Miracles are native language. This is a language you know. A communication that's direct and you understand it, it's your native tongue, is the language of love. And um, you know how it is. You know exactly how it is when you love. Karen, I was thinking of 
I said one time when my daughter was born, I wanted to give her only light. And so I knew I had to do something. That was the essence I took away. I know you said it um, much more articulately than that. But um, in this reading, he talks about the first direct, the first direct, how does he say it? What is that? It's in, I think it's in paragraph 13. Just a second. Yeah, it's in chapter four, uh, paragraph 14. In each of the other, I'm going to back up to a couple of sentences in 13. Rather, in each of the other, saw a perfect shelter where his self could be reborn in safety and in peace. Such did his reason tell him, such he believed because it was the truth. Here is the first direct perception that you have made. What does he mean by that? Well, I'm sure that each of us, if we look over our lives and all of our loves and, and um, all of our experiences in which we felt something much greater than, than ego, that's direct perception, the first direct perception you have made. A knowing that you can understand. We use the word resonate, you know. Um, so often I hear the word resonate, that resonates. You know, there's a truth that we know. Somehow, without knowing how we know, we just know. And that's the gift of the holy relationship, a knowing that because of love, because of the gift of love that the ego knows nothing about. He talks about it here. You know, every other relationship was a relationship where I came together with someone else in order to uh, fill a cup that I felt was empty. And when there was nothing left to take, move on. You know, I was a serial monogamist. <laughs> You know, um, because I didn't understand what love is. But I want to I want to quote something that um, really shines a light on this first direct experience that you have made. It's in chapter twenty, and we read it before. Just a minute, let me get that tab. thought I had it open. It's important because I know we all recognize it. He talks about it in chapter 20 under the subtitle, Entering the Ark. And he says, Sinless give as they received. See then the power of sinlessness within your brother and share with him the power of release from sin you offered him. To each who walks the earth in seeming solitude is a Savior given, whose special function here is to release him and so to free himself. We are each other's saviors, you see. This is the gracious plan 
given love by love. It's what makes the Course in Miracles different than any other path to God. And I, I feel in my bones that this is what Jesus taught himself when he walked this earth. He said, when you pray to your Father, don't pray in public because there's something wonderful you have to say to your brothers about God or that you think God is saying to you. Rather, go to your upper room. Go to your upper room and be quiet with him. But check first on yourself. If there's something you're holding against a brother, leave your holy place and go make it right with him. Then come back. You see, the plan of, of love for love is love. And we each become a shelter in the storm. But first, I must recognize that I'm in danger nowhere in the world. I must recognize the truth of me. In paragraph 7, he talks about this. He says, denial of what you are became your sight. You were this, you were this hapless stranger wandering in and out without a plan. He talked about that in chapter 20. Ask not this random stranger what's the truth in all the universes. You're asking the only thing in all the universe that doesn't know. You know, this hapless stranger, this ego that I thought I was, this world-weary, world-weary, um, bedraggled soul wandering this earth with blood upon my feet. Remember that in Lesson 166? No, he says, you are entrusted with the gifts of God. Denial of what I am became my sight, and everything I interpreted was a consequence of denial of the truth of me. Remember last yesterday we talked about it. Do I want to see what I deny? Because it is the truth. Do I want to see what I deny because it is the truth? Well, then what I'm really asking for is a direct experience of the love that I am. And we've all done that. We've all done that. And we've all had that experience of love return to love. That direct experience, that direct knowing. And you understand it. Why? Because it resonates. It resonates with my own essence. This is the gift of A Course in Miracles relationship. Relationship. When you talk back in love without conflict and divine abstraction, he says, the soul knows that it both has and is everything. And it responds to everything that it knows is the truth with love. And everything that isn't the truth, it doesn't even see. My goal, according to that, is to remember all creation in the context of its glorious relationship to myself. This is what makes Course in Miracles different, is relationship. We have a, a model for thought. We have Jesus as our model. And we have a guide who can teach us what that is. And when I give my mind to service of that, I recognize that the ark is indeed entered two by two. 
To each who walks the earth and seem in solitude is a savior given, whose special function here is to release him and so to release himself. In the world of separation, each is appointed separately, though they are all the same. We are all the same holy custodian for our brothers. Yet those who know that they are all the same need not salvation, and each one finds his Savior when, 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 when he is ready to look upon the face of Christ and see him sinless. And what is that but to look upon myself? What is that, the face of Christ? He lays it out very clearly in Review Lesson 58. I can picture only thoughts I hold about myself. Do I want to see what I deny because it is the truth? Then I'll recognize that I'm love incarnate, that I'm just another fragment of the Son of God here to recognize that we're putting our pieces back together again. A relationship is the way we do it. Entering the ark two by two, he says... This is the purpose. Oh, wait, now, I have to include this. This plan is not of you, nor need you be concerned with anything except the part that has been given you to learn. This is all a gift, you see. Christ's vision is a gift, all of it. For he who knows the rest will see to it without your help. But think not, he does not need your part to help him with the rest. My part is to learn the truth of me, what I've denied, because it is the truth. For in your part lies all of it, without which is no part complete, nor is the whole completed without your part. The ark of peace is entered two by two. Yet the beginning of another world goes with them. Each holy relationship, and I mean to say that the holy relationship that we share with each other here, the joining that we do to learn the truth is holy. This is a holy thing we do every morning when we dial six, six, seven. You know, we join with discovery of the truth of ourselves. Yet the beginning of another world goes with them. Each holy relationship must enter here to learn its special function in the Holy Spirit's plan. Now that it shares his purpose, and the purpose is unity, unity and love. And as this purpose is fulfilled, a new world rises in which sin can enter not, where the Son of God can enter without fear, and where he rests to forget imprisonment and remember freedom. How can he enter and rest and to remember without you, except you be there? He is not complete. You know, even even in the manual for teachers, he talks about this plan of the teachers. When the teacher is ready to learn, his pupil appears. And each one teaches the same thing, that God's son is guiltless and in his innocence is his freedom. I can't remember that without you because it's the nature of love that it is shared. That's love's nature. And, and 
that's why he says your gratitude to one another is the only gift I want and I will take it to our Father and he will receive this gratitude and bless us with his own memory of himself I can't get there without you my sinless brother is my guide to freedom my sinful brother is my guide to pain and which one I choose is up to me it's the destiny he says of every relationship to become holy and what is holiness except that we share the same self everywhere he looks he sees himself it says of Christ's vision it's not a difficult thing it's not a difficult thing to give as I have received perhaps the more difficult thing is to receive the truth about myself and that's why the goal of all our learning here is to recognize there's one defense there's only one defense that's perfect because it can never be used to harm it can only be used to bless and that's the atonement we are one because that's the way our father created us nor can we ever 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 be separated from ourselves that's the truth do I want to see what I deny because it is the truth do I want to ask the random stranger who wandered in without a plan what is my purpose of course not I want that direct experience that's why we ended last chapter with the Holy Institute where all this communication is done for you that is to say when I recognize I am the love of God and God loves me he called my name specifically and asked me to join him in the truth and when I join him in the truth I recognize I join with all my brothers because it's the nature of unity that it be shared I'm so grateful for the relationships we have with each other on this call I think of you all day long I think of you all and um, and that's direct experience you know um, every lesson is a doorway a direct experience of the truth we share with each other and when we gather and share it with each other we know the truth of ourselves that we are each other's shelter in the storm and I am endangered nowhere in the world because I'm never alone I'm complete thank you Lori thank you oh yeah thank you Lori thank you so much so beautiful thank you Lori I thought I heard you say everywhere I look I see myself indeed I I did say that I did say that it seems you know for me I I will say this Um, it it seemed for the longest time as though 
there was some achievement, some some goal, somewhere, some destination, some 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 nebulous uh, thing that I fell short of constantly. But this is why this is why holy relationship is God's gift to us. Because it's always right here, right now. You know, I, I don't have to die for the longest time. When I was in my dark night, I felt, oh, God, just take me now, you know. And if that were the truth, every single one of us would have no reason not to just walk into the sea and be done with this experiment. But that's not the reason. It's our goal. Thank you, Sandra, for your new definition of the acronym of fear. Face everything and resurrect. You know, um, we are among those who get to die before we die. And the only death that's real is a death of what never was, a separate identity. You know, a persona, uh, the thing I thought I was. And when that's gone, everything that's left is just love. You know? And we need each other so that that falseness can be gone and have direct experience of the love of God. The purpose of the holy relationship? What is it? Each one learns that giving and receiving are the same. Each one learns that giving and receiving are the same. And the only thing we can really make exchange of is love. It's such a simple plan, given love by love. I'm complete again. Thank you, Harrison. Well, thank you. Thanks for that. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. This is Jennifer. Thank you, Lori and Harrison and everybody. One thing that just came to mind was all the pain um, the, um, of feeling separated at a very young age. And, um, and on the flip side, all the, all the joy of, you know, the truth of me and you. Um, so just uh, as I feel things, um, I get to go back, you know, I get to go back home. I get to um, allow the Holy Spirit to guide me through back home in each moment. And um, oh, so glad to be me today rather than, you know, decades past. So grateful. And also... Oh, this is what I was going to say. The opportunity that that uh, separation has given me. Wow. You know, um, the compassion that I feel is even deeper than maybe in another time, right? Because um, I'm, in this time I'm experiencing, you know, another 
way of, you know, falling apart and feeling disconnected. So the power um, in feeling powerlessness when the lights turned on, wow, the power that you possess in God, um, the God within you. So when you're feeling really like, oh, my God, this is too much, this, this anger, oh, I'm just, I don't want to do this today, um, you know, just remember as you move, allow the Holy Spirit to just guide you gently on the flip side is, is who you really are and Boy, it feels so good to be who you are, <laughs> uh, connected. Uh, whether someone's uh, you're with it, with company or not. So I'm just here to say that that shithole that you came from, or that you felt you came from, um, <clears throat> was a tool to bring you back home. And and you're here now. And uh, so, oh, we're all so lucky. All right, I pass. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Of course, just everything is a lesson God would have me learn behind every experience no matter how I might characterize it, is an opportunity to learn. So if I just stop focusing on the experience, but being willing to look behind that experience and ask, Holy Spirit, what is there beyond this? What is the lesson I need to learn for my salvation? I'm so used to focusing on it, what seems to be happening. What is occurring on the body level and not going beyond it and asking Holy Spirit to help me see the lesson that I need to learn for my freedom and for my happiness and my peace. Everything is a blessing God would have me learn and complete. Oh, thank you, Harrison. I, 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 this is Jen again. My eyes don't see my eyes in the with the physical body just see all the perception the judgments 
of a certain circumstance. It could be a client who's a hot mess, um, so I'm judging. It could be a room full, filled of, you know, hoarding crap. It could be, um, it could be all kinds of things. My eyes my, uh, are, are seeing. But if I can focus in my heart center, and, and, and it's an act of prayer, I find, to get that bridge of vision, it's an action. It's not someone coming to save me. It's me taking this action to say, God, please help me in this moment be with you to walk through this situation, whatever it is. Because everything's just a situation, an opportunity, like Dear Harrison and everybody else is talking about. How can I, and, and it's a feeling, so you don't, your eyes are going to always deceive you about your brother, your sister, or situation in front of you. But your, your heart-mind connection is a feeling. It's a golden, and if you're not used to that connection, right, you're so used to judging and seeing through the physical eyes, it's okay. Just be willing to ask um, to be guided to that place in your heart, mind, so you can really, truly have vision about a situation that's very confronting for you, whatever it is, small, big, whatever it is. Just have a shrapnel of willingness, and you will, you will, you will feel the vision, and through that feeling, you will see that situation with vision instead of perception. And, and for whatever reason you're struggling, that's when you connect your heart to another heart and you, you get back down on the, you know, get heaven and earth, you know, in check again. <laughs> so that's how I do it. It's an action. And uh, I love you guys. All right. Thanks, Jennifer. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jennifer. My room feels dark to me right now, but um, this is Ida. Um, but I have to look past that with the help of the Holy Spirit to see the light that's always here. Thank you. Thanks, thank Ida. you, Ida. Bless you, Ida. Yeah, thank you, Ida. The light, the light is in you, my dear. Yes, it is in you. To be pure awareness itself. To be awareness of presence, awareness of love that we share together as one here. To be that pristine, pure awareness, that which was before we entered into the form and that's what we will be after we leave this form. This pure awareness, that which 
would bring us to a very peaceful, loving space. And as we open our hearts to the stillness deep within, to the unknowing place where the all-knowing resides, so that we can experience ourselves as that pure awareness in quietness we extend to each and every one and remember that we share the same source together as one I would come to know again this one source in which lights our lives and moves us and keeps us Amen. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you. Wonderful prayer and the recording. Thank you, everyone. I'll end the recording, but of course, not the call.